0: friends welcome to Revelation Wednesdays it's chapter 21 we get into the new heavens the new Earth the New Jerusalem I got a, a treat-in store for you. I'm going to show you the size on a United States map, how large the New Jerusalem is, the walls are. So we got lots of cool stuff to cover. Hopefully we can get through the whole thing. It's, it's about a page, page and a half. So I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, next week we'll get into 22, and then the following week I'll be at Mom's house. I don't know whether I'll be doing anything there or not. But I'm going to continue on Wednesdays to teach and reteach and reteach Revelation and pray for more wisdom and understanding as we continue to teach it. This is a book you can't be in too much in this hour. The Bible says at the beginning of it, if you read this or hear this, you're blessed. So there's a huge blessing attached to the knowledge and wisdom and understanding and revelation there is in revelation. So just drink it in. And like I said, I'll put it out there on Wednesdays. And as I go through it again and again, I'm sure that we'll start to see more things. God will give us more things. But this is, again, this is a huge blessing to be in this book. So. I don't know why more people don't teach it. It's not that confusing. You just go through and pick it apart a little bit at a time. So I'll show you the map after of the, of the New Jerusalem. So let's, uh, one minute introduction. Let's jump right in. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, the New Jerusalem. Then I now this is right after the millennial reign of Christ. Then the final judgment, um, uh, the final judgment uh, of the white throne judgment, which we talked about last week. And uh, After that, after all judgments done. After everything's complete, you know, the devil's been dealt with, the Antichrist, false prophet's been dealt with, all the peoples of the earth have been judged. Then it's time for what's new, and that's the new heavens and new earth, and here it comes. So this is after. So we're a thousand years minimum away from this moment in 21, because we still got to go through the millennial reign of Christ. So probably just over a thousand years in that vicinity, because I believe that's a literal thousand years, so for the millennial reign of Christ. Okay, verse chapter 21 then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea the, there's two schools of thought that it's going to be a completely new heaven a completely new earth because in Isaiah and in Peter it talks about a fire going through the universe and it says that the, the, the elements themselves will be melted in the fervent heat it's as if God's going to light the whole universe on fire just burn it all up and then start new Now, that's one theory. The other theory is he's just going to renovate everything, make everything brand new. But again, the fact that you have Isaiah, you have two witnesses of a burning and, you know, that God's going to destroy everything by fire at the end. The first time he did water and then he's going to do fire. I tend to go with the first idea that God's just going to. (laughs) And is he not amazing or what? The universe is nearly infinite. And God's just going to send a fire to the end of it and burn it all up. And then the earth itself. And so I choose to just take this completely literal. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there's no longer any sea. Now, I don't know why there was no longer any sea. But there was no longer any see the sea. Let's see here. Uh, uh, the, sea, oh, the sea was viewed as dangerous and changeable. It was also the source of the beast. Wow, okay. so, so it might be a good thing there's no sea. So just looking down there, verse two, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from. I want you to think about this. Uh, I mean, think about the darkness. You, you drive places. I drive all over the place. I'm a truck driver and I see, you know, see junkyards and, and crap and, and scrap everywhere. The world is a mess. I mean, not that the sky isn't beautiful and trees aren't beautiful, but there's a lot of junk, a lot of waste, a lot of. Uh, just garbage everywhere. So we're going to get a brand new earth and a brand new heavens, completely pure, without any taint of sin. Sin will be gone. By this time, all sin has been dealt with, and all the sinners that didn't know Christ are in the lake of fire. So this is going to be an amazing time we're coming into. Everything, Everything brand new. God just starting over. Clean slate. Clean slate. Here we go. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Man, just take in the, this verse, too. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for us. And this city is going to be utterly, utterly, utterly Beautiful. And that's the picture I've got on this map over here, the size of it. I want to show you how large the city is. We're not going to get to that right away. Uh, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with is with men. Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So right now God's invisible. But... There'll be no faith. There won't be any need because faith is the evidence of things unseen. There won't be a need for faith in the new heavens and the new earth. It'll all be sight. We're going to be in the presence, the tangible, I don't want to say physical because God's a spirit, but the tangible presence of God forever. We're going to see him with our natural eyes, our spiritual eyes. We're going to just see him. He's going to be there. So faith will have passed away, but there won't be any more need for it because it's all going to be sight. What a beautiful idea. He's going to live with us and we're going to live with him. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Um, in verse four, very, very familiar verse. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Again, this order we're living in is going to pass away. This order of death and disease and sorrow. You know, a couple of weeks from now or a week and a half, 10 days from now, I'm going to help my mom. Because she's got hip, had a hip replacement, so I'm gonna spend a week with her. There won't be no hip replacements in eternity. There won't be no hip replacements in the new heavens and earth. There'll be no loss of limbs. There'll be no cancer. Nothing. Everything. This entire order we're living in now completely passed away. We can't even get a handle. It's so amazing what's coming. Let's continue on. Uh, so, and again, he's gonna wipe every tear from our eyes. There won't be any more sorrow, mourning, or pain, or crying. Um, He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he was seated on the throne, God himself speaking. I am making everything new. God himself, the father God, I uh, I am Yahweh. He's making everything new, including you and me, all new. Uh, he Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He want to make sure, John, write this down. When you say God's when God says, write this down, this is important, what he's talking about here. Because he told John, make sure you write this, boy. Don't be playing with this one. This is important. Okay, and he even emphasizes, these words are trustworthy. The very words of God, trustworthy and true. Amen. Verse 6. He said to me, it is done. Everything's complete. Finally, everything's done. And now it's just eternity. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Um, to him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Okay, let's let's just go through it again. That's verse six. Just verse six. He said to me, "It's done. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning that He is the beginning and end of everything. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life." Man. We're going to drink from the spring of the water of life. You know, sometimes when I do communion, I will I will use water instead of grape juice. And I'll tell you why. Because Jesus is the spring of living water. His blood is that spring. And again, it's a symbolic thing I'm talking about here. But when I talked to him, I said, your blood makes me clean like this. And so, uh, just amen. I don't know about you, but I am mighty thirsty. How about you? Amen. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. More than once, it talks about our eternal life as an inheritance, something we inherit. The Bible says that Israel was God's inheritance, but this is our inheritance. He overcomes, he overcomes, he who endures to the end will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He's going to be our God, our father, and we're going to be his son, his children forever. Amazing. But then we get to verse 8, and this is the heavy right here. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Again, all of this sexual immorality of the abortion, all of the, all of the stuff going on, all of this gender assignment stuff. It's all sexual immorality. That's what this is. No one gets to choose their gender. The Bible is very clear on this. God made man and woman. In fact, he's, God was so specific about this. He took the, the rib out of the man and made the woman. So they were one being. They became two beings. And then she came back and became one with him again. That is God's divine order. All of this other stuff is a complete deception, a demonic deception. The Bible says that, that Satan has taken, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. It says he has taken them captive to do his will. The Bible says in Psalms 139 that he knit us together in our mother's womb. He is the one who chooses gender and it's male or female, period. That's how it works. All this other stuff is immorality. And so, again, but be praying for these people. I pray for them daily that God God will open their eyes before it's too late. Because, oh, I mean, there's just so much darkness in this hour we're living in. Satan really is furious because he knows his time is short. So again, the list is long, though. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murders, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fire leg of burning lover. This is the second death. There is punishment for the wicked, for those who will not repent and make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives, those who will not turn from their darkness. Again, And all of us have darkness we're dealing with. Romans 7, Paul talks about his own darkness. But the difference is, do you have a repentant heart about your darkness? Do you want to be in darkness? Are you in darkness unrepentant or are you in darkness and it's just tearing you up, tearing you to pieces? You don't want to be in the darkness. But like Romans Romans 7 says, you know, when we do what we do not want to do, it's no longer I doing it but the sin living in me. Man. But there's a lot of people just plunging headlong into that flood of dissipation, which is just plunging headlong into sin without any thought of repentance that's the difference here so keep a repentant if you have a sin that you're struggling with keep a repentant heart about it. take it to the lord every day that he might help you get through it let's continue on again there's a the second death the first death is physical the second death is spiritual this is the death where they're shut away from the presence of god for eternity forever and ever no more god at all in their lives at all none one of the seven angels who had seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. It's mm. so us the bride, the wife of the lamb. It's the city. Watch this. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. God is the one who creates this city. Isn't that amazing? God is the one who made this city it's coming out of heaven this city was built in heaven by god and i believe it's completely literal there's, they use measurements and everything in here it does not this is, does not sound like metaphor in the least sense of this is not just the body All oh, the body of christ is is the, is his city yeah in a way we are we're the city of we're the city set on a hill absolutely but there's a tangible physical spiritually physical city coming uh let's see It's shown with the glory of God, verse 11, it's shown with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. So there'll be 12 12 gates, and each of the 12 tribes will have their name on one gate. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So the gates are the the patriarchs, the the sons of Israel, and then the foundations, the 12 foundations, are Jesus' apostles. Isn't that cool? Old and new coming together. It's just beautiful. Wow. I'm getting into the size. Watch this. The angel talking to me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as it is, uh, as it is long. So, I'm going to tell you what 12,000 stadia is in a second. So, it's going to be as wide and long and high. All the measurements are all exactly the same. It's going to be a great cube city. If you have seen, you all seen Star Trek, Next Generation, the Borg, that big giant flying cube, something like that. But it's going to be hollow in the middle because there'll be, there'll be walls. And the walls, it talks about the thickness coming in. But, but it's going to be a great cube city. 12,000 stadia, it says again. And the city was laid out like a square as long as it was. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length. So, 12,000 stadia in length, in width, and in height. How much is 12,000 stadia? 12,000 stadia is approximately fourteen to 1,500 miles. And I'll take you to the footnotes to prove it. It's, uh, we're in verse um, 16. Let's see if it's got it here. Okay, let's see. 12,000 stadia. It says right here, 12,000 stadia, 1,400 miles. So, 1,400 miles wide. Fourteen hundred miles long, fourteen hundred miles high, fourteen hundred miles. Now, I keep this in my truck. I recommend you get one of these. I look at it often. It's a map. It's, I'm going to show you a map of the United States. Okay. In the middle of the map is a square, and that's the size of the New Jerusalem. I measured out very carefully using the scale of the map, and you'll see it's bigger than it's bigger than half it's bigger than half the United States. Let me put it up here so you can see it. I want to make sure you can see it really good. Okay, there's the United States. At The bottom you see Texas, but it goes all the way over. Now that's in the center of the United States right there. Okay, one of my fingers. You see Florida. This is California over here, and you see. Let me see here. It starts on the uh, on the East Coast. It goes from Alabama all the way up through Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana through michigan all the way up into canada and then it goes all the way across to montana over here montana um montana uh wyoming uh just outside colorado and new mexico that's in the center, let me pull it back a little bit so you can really get a picture. That square you see in the center of the United States, that is the size of the New Jerusalem. Get yourself one of these maps, you can get them at Walmart, you can get them at, a, at one you know, like the, um, the Office Max or something like this, they're like two, three bucks. It's laminated, then measure a 1400 mile square uh, and keep it with you as an encouragement. Does this encourage, How about you? Does this encourage you? That's the city. That's the size of the city that we're going to spend eternity in. Amazing. And the, the walls there will be height, width, and breadth. So 15, 1,400 miles. Isn't that amazing? Whew. I could look at this all day long. I talk to the Lord. i like, Lord, just give me to this city. All I want is this city. I want to be here. I want this to be the inheritance. Amen. So there you go. One last time. Amazing. Woo. Amazing. You could freeze that and really look at it close and you'll blow it up or something. Okay. Um, 12,000 feet in length. Uh, is, again, it's in length and as wide and high as it is long. So again, width, length, height. Amazing. Just, just pray for revelation. It's beautiful. It's very specific here. He measured its walls, and they were 144 cubits thick by man's measurement. Here's here's an important verse. He measured its walls, and it was 144 cubits, which is, um, let's see here, 216 feet. 144 cubits, 216 feet. The wall is uh, 216 feet wide. The wall itself, that's like a 20-story building laying on its side. That's how wide the wall is. 216 feet wide, the wall. I mean, we'll be able to walk probably on the top of the wall It's just because it's, it's 216 feet across. That's how wide the wall is going to be. And again, it says 144 cubits thick. By man's measurement, which the angel was using, God wanted us to know that this is real. He was using man's measurement. And that's in there for a reason, so we know, okay, this isn't just metaphor. This is man's measurement. He was measuring it by, by our standard amazing let's continue on here the wall was made of jasper the city of pure gold as pure as glass you know the, city, the streets of gold yeah that's where you get it from right there uh the foundation of the city were decorated with every kind of precious stone the first foundation was jasper the second sapphire the third chalcedony the fourth emerald the fifth sardonyx the sixth carnelian the seventh chrysolite the eighth barrel the ninth topaz the tenth chrysoprase the eleventh jacinth. and the twelfth amethyst the 12 gates were 12 pearls each gate made of a single pearl that's where you get the pearly gates. You know, you hear the pearly. This is where it's from. Verse chapter twenty-one, uh, verse twenty-one. Each gate, can you imagine? Each gate was one gigantic pearl. You know how pearl, the iridescence of it. You know, can you imagine being in the presence and just all iridescent, like different colors and stuff? So beautiful. Uh, each gate was the same. The great seat, the street of the city was a pure gold, like transplant glass. The city made of pure gold. Let's continue. We're almost done. Only eighteen minutes in. I did not see a temple. Verse twenty-two. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. There's no temple. The Father and the Son are the temple. Okay, for so art's temple. Yeah. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine at it, for the glory of God gives it light. So no more sun, no more moon. The glory of God's gonna light this place up. That's a lot of glory, kids. Woo-hoo! And the Lamb is its lamp. God's the glory, and Jesus is the lamp of the glory. Isn't that awesome? Father and son, are always together, doing stuff together. All right, God. All right, Father. You be the You be the glory, and I'll be the lamp for the glory. Just cool. I love the way they work together. So beautiful, isn't it? Amen. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. See, there's going to be nations and kings and kingdoms. There's going to be order. This isn't just floating on a cloud. That's the you know the the goofy you know we're all going to have wings. We're going to float on a cloud. We're going to just have harps. No, we're going to be kings and priests. There's going to be government. Jesus is going to rule from Jerusalem over the whole earth for a thousand years. This is government is of God. Now, evil government is not of God, but good, But righteous government is of God. God's a God of order and government brings order when it's righteous. When it's unrighteous, it brings chaos. So then we got a lot of chaos government in the world today. Look at Washington. Chaos. Insanity. I'm not picking on either side. It's all crazy up there. Uh, Let's, see, let's continue on. Uh, the nations will walk by, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor on, into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there is no night there. There's no night in the seas. Night has passed away as well. There's no more night. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it. Not a single impure atom will enter into You know what Adam is, the basic building. There's not going to be one impure little teeny tiny Adam enter into that city. Total purity. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Man. Is your name written in the book? Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord? Have you repented of your sin? He you ask God to forgive you? And to welcome you into his kingdom through his son who gave his blood. And who died and was, died and was resurrected from the dead for you. Have you received him? I know most of you guys watching this are Christians. But man. That's the only people coming into the city are the ones who have. whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Man so many won't put their name there won't allow christ to write their name there because they just want to go their own way it grieves you because the free gift of it's a gift eternal life is a gift and inheritance look at the beauty look at this chapter that i just described this is all beautiful no more crying no more tears a city half bigger than half the united states that we're going to live in with god and with his son I believe, I believe personally, this is personal. I believe that Jesus and the father will be at the dead center of the city. And that from all sides of the walls, the boulevards, there'll be these giant wide boulevards that head towards the middle of the city. And that they'll be the central focus of the, all the different directions of the city. I just, this is just personal. This is me and my own thing. That Because they they're going to be the, the center of everything, the father and the son, all powered by the Holy Spirit. Doesn't it grieve you? Pray for the lost. Pray for the wicked. Jesus said, "Love, pray, and forgive your enemies. Love, pray, and love it. Pray, love, pray for, and pray for forgiveness for the enemies of God that they would come to repentance. What's the point of the Book of Revelation? The first two thirds of it are all redemptive judgment. It's all redemptive. Use the Aquafina. You know, there's been the care. There's been the care for two thousand years, and God says, "Here, man, I got salvation for you. Here it is, man. This cold glass of water. I use the Aquafina instead of the Caribbean. God gives you God for two thousand years has been giving out the living water through Jesus Christ. Okay, been giving it away free through simple faith, simple repentance, simple acknowledgement as Jesus Christ is Lord, and receiving Him, receiving the gift of eternal life in your heart through what you've seen in the Word, and just exercising faith towards God and his son. He gives you that cup of cold water. But you know what's coming? He's going to take that I'm just. This is a metaphor. This is metaphorical. He's going to take that same water. Again, this is the carrot and the stick thing. It's the same thing. I just want to make this simple. He's going to freeze that that bottle of water. Okay? Again, follow me. This is a metaphor. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a parable. Okay? And he's been giving out water. For two thousand years through Jesus, come to Christ. Please come to Christ. I have living water for you. The Son, his blood gives you wipes away your sin. He away. Well, at the end of time, the first two thirds of this book, he's gonna freeze that. And he's gonna take this living water and turn it into a club to be people with. Why? This whole book is full of full of judgment and punishment and darkness. Why is God going to take this beautiful living water and then take and freeze it like a club to use against men? Because some people aren't going to come unless they're inconvenienced. Many, many people in the world, unless they lose everything, will never come to Christ. This is called redemptive judgment. You know, you give the carrot. You give the carrot to the donkey. That's the whole point. You give the carrot to the donkey, and if the donkey won't move with the carrot, you hit him with the stick. That's the. That's where that comes from. You you give the carrot to the donkey. If the donkey will move, if he doesn't move, you smack him in the butt with the stick, and he starts moving. That's what's happening. God's going to smack people. You know, locusts biting people for five months, and they can't die. Why? Because some of them are going to repent redemptive judgment. That's the mercy and love of God. God would rather inconvenience you and even punish you for a time with redemptive judgment to get you to turn to him because he knows who's coming and he knows the kind of pressure for each person. It's individual. and God knows every individual worldwide. They're all inside his mind, perfectly ordered. And he knows exactly what it's going to take for the different people to come. For some, it'll be locusts. For some, it'll be loss of everything. But there are, through this, what's coming in the book of Revelation, Many, many millions, even billions of people could get saved. The harvest during the tribulation is going to be amazing. Those that are willing to lay their life down for the Lord. So, again, pray for your enemies. Pray for God. Say, pray that they would come. Pray that they'd humble themselves. All those prideful people. I'm always using Washington. It's pride, it's pride on display. And only by pride comes contention. Or only by pride comes uh, all of this nonsense. Again, I'm on I'm a diatribe here and I apologize. But look at the, be reread or listen to this again. Listen to the beautiful, what God has in store for us is utterly, totally beautiful. Who wouldn't want this forever? Because it's either this or Lake of Fire. You either get chapter 21 and the beauty of it or you get the, the Lake of Fire mentioned in here. Those are the two options. Eternity is smoking or non-smoking, period. That's it. There's no in-between. There is no purgatory. Smoking or non-smoking why not choose non smoking all of this beauty again, ramble a little bit, I apologize I love you with all my heart keep praying for the lost, keep praying for them claim them in Jesus Christ's name ask God to move heaven and earth to wake up the lost before it's too late because God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked but rather they turn eternal he doesn't want any to perish but all to come to repentance all to a knowledge of the truth he loves everyone, he made everyone in his image and he desires for all of them to be with him But it is what it is. And God's just. Love you, love you. Hope you enjoyed it. We wrap it up next week. Chapter 22 and the final week, one again. <laughs> Revelation Wednesdays. Have a blast. Have a blast and have a blessed day. Love you.